after long. You are now tuned in to the real Coach JB Slapdick Podcast. It's the last chance for you, last chance for me. Will I make it? Will I take it to the top? We gon' see. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me, it's the last chance for you. Last chance for me, it's the last chance for you. Last chance for me, will I make it? Will I take it to the top? We gon' see. It's the last. What up? What up? Real Coach JB here, man. Another slapstick podcast coming at you on this fine Wednesday, uh, August twelfth. A day after the Big Ten and the Pac-12 canceled fall athletics. Big day yesterday, uh, as it was in. You know, it was just. Basically slowing down the inevitable. We all knew what was up. Albert, what up? My YouTube Live is cracking right now. You guys follow me on YouTube Live uh, when you hear this podcast later on today. Quote of the day, man, is uh, excuses are always going to be here for us. Opportunity isn't. That's another quote I like to live by, man. Excuses are always going to be here for us. Opportunity isn't. That's a true statement. Um Man, opportunity is going to fucking pass you by. You better grab onto it. You better make shit happen. Turnover rocks. Results-oriented business. All those things. Title of the show is going to be NCAA, which t- equals non-caring assholes of America. I'm going to get into all this shit. That's what the name needs to be changed to. Non-caring assholes of America. That's what the NCAA should be. I'm going to start this show off, man, with the... Uh, you know, this is the thing. I'm titling it fucking non-caring assholes of America for a reason. Where have they been during all this whole thing? Where has Emmert, the fucking commissioner of the NCAA, the president, where has he been? I haven't heard one fucking peep from him. Just like we never heard from Trump when the motherfucking protesters or, the, or, or George got killed. We never heard from his ass either, right? So, where the fuck is the president and the commissioner of NCAA? Mark Emmert. Because he ain't around. I ain't seen him or heard of him, nothing. He's being, he's hiding out and letting the college and the institutional presidents make these hard-ass decisions. Why are you the president? Why do you make this much money of an organization that is out there making billions off these kids and you can't even have an, you don't have the audacity to address the situation and make a call to where all the conferences are on the same page. You're the president of the NCAA, but you have no say. And you just want these other people to take the heat because your fucking cowardly ass don't want to do it. Unbelievable. We're going to get into the NCAA, the non-caring assholes of America here shortly. I'm going to start off, man, with uh, I got some questions on YouTube and, and uh, there's a few PE teachers and coaches in here and, and, and stuff like that. Listen, man, everyone knows coaches and teachers out there that there are things called a helicopter parent. All right. Signs of a helicopter parent. I'm going to give you JB's top five signs of a helicopter parent. All right. I'm going to start with the person or the parent, and then I'll I'll be the answer, all right? So I'm kind of going to MC and narrate, or narrate this. Number one, this is the parent. My son is D1. He should be starting, period. <laughs> My answer, this is JB. 
He has four F's, ma'am, misses fucking practice, and is five six, and he's as stiff as a fucking porn dick. He's not D1. Shut the fuck up. Okay, number two. These are all the parents. This is how they really fucking think and feel, and we don't say nothing to them, and we're scared to because the parents think they run shit when they have no clue on anything that's happening, but then they want to come up and pick up little Johnny from practice and then bitch about practices too long, and then he don't understand we're in the inner city. I don't want the kids to leave certain, certain during certain times because they might get fucking shot and killed in the wrong area. Trust me, I'm not just talking. I've had this thing, these things happen, so that's why I practice late in, in the inner city. But that's just a whole other ball game. We'll get into that. But these parents have no clue. Why are you practice so late? We'll get into it. Number two. This is the parent. My son will miss practice this summer. He has family reunion, his cousin's birthday, and we just take family vacations around every July. JB's answer. He should stay on fucking vacation because he will never play here. You should probably fucking transfer. That's probably exactly how I would say it, too. Number three. I know a lot of coaches are going to hear this and start laughing like, holy fuck, this is exactly the motherfuckers I deal with. But anyway, but listen, you either coach it or you allow it, man. I'm just letting you know, coach. Number three. This is after the fucking game is ended, okay? Win, lose, or draw. After the game. This is the parent. Can I talk to you about my son? My response. Fuck no. Keep it pushing. Then they look at you like you're the devil. Like, no, I don't talk to parents. High school, you got to talk to more parents than you do in college. I understand it. You need them on your booster club. You need them in your PTAs. You need them on your fucking fundraising groups. You need all that. I understand. I'm not going to be an asshole to them. But I'll give you a tidbit on what I used to do. And maybe some of you guys can adapt it, adopt it, whatever you want to do, call it, and, uh, and maybe it'll help you. Um, number four, parent, why do y'all practice so late? JB, because we're in the hood, and I'm responsible for their fucking asses, and this is no average program, number one. And you are never at practice, and you always, and you think he should be starting? How do you fucking know? Shut the fuck up, right? Number five, parent, why don't my son have any offers? JB's answer. This goes back to number one. He got four F's, missed his practice, and is five six, and he's as stiff as a fucking porn dick. That's why he don't have any offers. Bye. Get the fuck out of here. Go transfer, because you're going to transfer anyway. You've already been to three other fucking schools. Take your enabled ass and go the fuck somewhere else. So listen, man, uh, that's just my little tidbit start of the little start off the show with. I know you coaches enjoy that one because that's just 100% truth. Parents, uh, uh, I don't care if you're fucking football, basketball, whatever coach you are, PE teacher. I mean, you're going to deal with that shit. Why my son got to dress out? Little Johnny didn't dress out. Like it's, it's, I, I know you get all the same shit. Anyway, so listen, man, I got to start this show off. Um, to be honest with everybody, I want to make sure you guys all understand. It's probably going to be controversial. You'll probably be mad at me. Um, but this is to be honest because I'm real and I call it like it is. Everyone out there listening is full of shit, especially the people that understand who I'm addressing. Protesters, you're all full of shit. Advocates, you're full of shit. Just understand, 
it's hard to keep shit, keep fighting for shit. I understand all the protesters that really were invested in this whole thing after the George Floyd and after all the things. We're still dealing with shit up in Portland and Seattle. And uh, so, look, it's hard to fight shit when it's hard to keep going when shit don't change. I understand it. It's been that way for fucking black folks for how many hundreds of years. I get it. All right. I do. But the main protesters this go around, it wasn't a white black thing. It was a black blue thing. We already know what it was. And there was more white folks involved in this one having blacks backs than ever. Right. Having the, the more white folks had brothers and sisters backs this time around than they ever did. Martin Luther, uh, um, you know, when we when we had the Rodney King riots, that was more of a black and white thing. Uh, it wasn't like this. Different feel. And I think there was a lot of setup in this, you know, brick palace being placed all over fucking Long Beach and shit. I saw it. I'm like, what the fuck? So I knew that shit was some other people involved. But listen, don't bitch about justice not occurring, especially you young fucks that were out there fucking up our own people, own hood people's shit, businesses. You fucking threw bricks through our own people's business. You caught fire. You, 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 you torched our own businesses, black-owned businesses, by black kids. And it was all 18 to 25 demographic, maybe up to 28, 30. But anyone after that was in the house. I'm in the house fucking sleep. I know anyone my age wasn't out there. So I know that the target demographic. I know the age bracket. So... This is what kills me, though. And people get mad. Oh, but people don't like the truth. You same motherfuckers are now non-existent when it comes to Breonna Taylor and her whole fucking deal. The cops are still on the loose, just so you know, living life. Breonna Taylor got smoked in her own crib unjustified, right? And... Why ain't Breonna Taylor trending anymore? You know why? Because all the same fucks that were burning down fucking black-owned businesses and throwing fucking shit through them, windows, are the same motherfuckers that got this fucking Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion video WAP or whatever trending instead of Breonna fucking Taylor. Don't go around saying something and you don't fucking mean it. It's all talk, man. You guys are all fucking talk. Change takes years. It don't take two weeks. It don't take a brick through a fucking window. It don't take burning down a fucking building. It takes years, man. It takes years. Your, your, your mentors and OGs have been around for hundreds of years waiting for this to happen. Wait, hoping you cats, the young generation, would be the ones that get to change it. But you go right on to the next thing. Now you're worried about fucking WAP video or whatever the fuck it is. Because there's some bitches on there acting like some hoes, and now all of a sudden, nobody knows who Breonna Taylor is. Priorities are a motherfucker, man, and the truth hurts. I'm just keeping it real. You can say what you want to say. I know what the fuck's really going on. Same motherfuckers out there that were in those fucking protest riots are the same motherfuckers watching WAP and not give a fuck about Breonna Taylor now all of a sudden. So don't bitch and moan. Don't say shit no more. Because you stopped your protest when you started throwing shit through our own folks' buildings and shit in the hood. You stopped the protest when you started, when you stopped trying to help justify Breonna Taylor's death and, and fucking support WAP videos. Get the fuck out of here. Yesterday, two Power Five conferences canceled, all right? College football. We're on the college football. 
Two Power Five conferences canceled. Huge news to everyone, and the biggest misnomer to me is everybody out there saying there's no way spring football can be played and fall football in the in the, again right in 21. Listen. I don't agree with it. I've said it before. I don't believe that's the best way. But don't sit up here and say it can't happen. These kids can play 20 games in a calendar year. Just let's make no mistake about it. Mm-hmm. Have you heard any kid bitch about doing that? Have you heard any coach bitch about that? No. You've only heard ESPN, Fox, and all these fucks that don't know shit bitch about it. The bigger issue is you're going to lose a lot of top talent because nobody, Justin Fields, Ohio State quarterback, Chase, uh, the, the receiver over at uh, LSU, these kids are not going to play in the spring and go get drafted a month later or even during the spring season. We don't even know when the season would be. Nobody knows shit. So I'm not totally mad at the conferences for canceling. I don't think they had to do it yesterday. I think they're jumping the gun. I, I think there's time to fucking weigh this out. That's why the SEC and the ACC and the Big 12 have chose to wait it out. Because there's no reason to say it's canceled. What what if something happens tomorrow? I understand vaccines usually take a few years. Let's be honest. If you if you rush a vaccine, I think it's more harm than good. Number one. Um, number two. You know, I don't know if you need to if you if you have to say let's cancel tomorrow though. I mean that's what I don't get that whole part. But it is what it is. Um, they canceled Pac-12 and, and Big Ten right now. <sighs> Make sure I understand this correctly, though. This is how fucked up and enabled we are as coaches and parents. Aren't those the two same conferences where the kids just said they wanted some fucking written change and they wanted to control coaches' salaries and they wanted to they wanted this, they wanted that? Isn't it? I'm right, right? Okay. Those are the two first conferences that bowed out. Now, is it coincidence that these motherfucking administrators didn't want to deal with those two issues? Hmm. People don't talk about that shit. You won't hear that shit on ESPN. But remember, I got kids playing in all these leagues, man. I got coaching buddies. I understand what's going on. But we're not going to get into that. We're going to get into the enabled, how you've enabled these kids so long. That they understand, first of all, they're going to write these fucking, they want all these demands. But then they go out and hashtag, we want to play. Hashtag, we want to play. It was trending. It ended up being huge. What happened to your demands, dog? Now you don't stand for nothing. You'll fall for anything if you don't stand for nothing. Just don't stand for something. I'm just telling you. Don't stand for something. You'll fall for fucking anything, man. You don't stand for shit. You motherfuckers, your demands lasted a fucking New York minute. And then they went out the door because you want to play now. You have the NCAA, the non-caring assholes of America, by the nuts during this pandemic, young men. But you're too fucking blinded to see it. And you have no coaching support to tell you this is how you need to do it. Coaches make millions. They want to play. They want to fucking use you guys as a piece of meat because it's a meat market. Not all coaches. You guys got good coaches out there too. But let's be honest. You two, you, you two conferences were just the two fucks. 
bitching about coaches' salaries, what you guys wanted, benefits, all this type of shit. Then you scrap that and say, we want to play. So now what are you going to do? Go back to fucking we want demands? Man, this is further proof that we enable these kids so much that they think they can fucking dictate every single thing that a grown person does. No, they don't even know how to pay a bill, turn on a light, or raise a kid-child family. So why are we giving them so much fucking leash? You give a cat an inch, they'll take a yard. Just remember, I'm just being honest here. You... You, got, you can't be mad at the kid either. The kids only know what they know. They've been on this earth 17, 18, 19, 20, and let's say 21 years. At 21 years, I didn't know enough to barely could wipe my ass on my own. Even though I was basically on my own since 15, it, I still didn't know what life experience lied out there, lied ahead of me. It's called a hands-on, experience-based life that we live. So you can't expect a kid to know what he doesn't know. But yet we enable it. Oh, kid. Oh, man, we suck their dick so they don't transfer high schools. Then we kiss their ass so they don't talk back to the teacher. But guess what? For every disrespectful action that happens, the kid has to go to one common place every night, to your home, parent. He comes to your house, hopefully, most of them. What is being done when you get him and you know he threw an eraser at the teacher's back? He was being a fucking disrespectful fuck. Talking back to grown folks. What do you do to him or her when they get home? Nothing. Guess what? Give them an inch, they take a yard because you either coach it or you allow it. They go back to school tomorrow and do the same fucking thing because you were not invested in them. You don't know what's going on. And then the motherfucker comes home and does the same shit the next day, and you don't do it again, and now you become, you've created a fucking monster. And now there's millions of those out there right now, and that's why coaches can't control their kids. They suck their dick so they don't transfer high schools on them, and, or colleges, or enter a transfer portal that they've allowed this created this whole fucking shit show. So all these things have happened, but yet... You guys want to let them have demands now and control this and say this. And now it's an equal playing field. No, it's not. These are kids, man. They don't know what the fuck they don't know. They don't know what they know. They only know what they know. They only know what they fucking know. And it is impossible for a 17 to 21, 22, even 23-year-old kid, even if you're at BYU and they're 28, they fucking don't know enough. So quit giving them all this fucking power. Teach them first. God damn, man. It irks me, man. But the two conferences where all the players were standing for this big old high and mighty shit bow out faster than anything. And now all of a sudden it had no more demands and just hashtag we want to play. Get the fuck out of here, man. That's some fake ass shit because they want some clout. They want to be known on social media. They want to commit and then put out a Twitter message that they decommitted two days later because they have no fucking buddy holding them to the fire, period. So that's just the bottom line. So you're telling me, all these people out there saying the kids can't play two seasons. Number one, the the main players are not going to play. You're going to have 100 kids at least enter the draft that will not play in the spring, number one. Number two, 
I saw one of these ESPN guys say, well, you're going to get new players in January. Not necessarily you're not because kids may not play high school football and there might not be no early January kids. Even JUCO kids aren't going to play. So how are you going to get January kids? Number one. Number two, next man up. I understand that policy. Okay, you got next man up. You're still not going to have Justin Fields. Ohio State doesn't have another Justin Fields. Just so we know, the caliber of football still is going to be less than it is if they played right now. Let's be clear about that shit. Don't tell me it's going to be the same talent. It's not. You're going to have freshmen having to play big boy football, especially in the trenches, O-line, D-line, where the age really does matter. And... And at quarterback, obviously. And you're going to sit there and tell me that it's going to be the same talent? No, it's not. So make sure you understand that. Um, I don't know. Um, so, I, but again, remember, we do have thing called spring football. In pads, 20, 15 practices at that level. We do have a thing called winter conditioning, spring, study hall, classes. They do the same rigor year round so you're telling me they can't play in the spring have a few months off and play again in the fall be quiet please it's, th- these are kids they're not fucking 60 these cats can handle it just fine that's why the coaches ain't said nothing about it and that's why the players haven't said we can't do it the only issue is going to be the draft and the nfl don't stop for nobody so they're not stopping they don't give a fuck about who don't play so the XFL better get involved now with The Rock and figure out an issue that I kind of brought up last week. Figure out a bubble situation. Get six to eight teams. Go bubble down in one town, one city. Fucking play. Be an NFL fucking farm league right now. You can get some juniors and seniors right now from the NCAA due to this pandemic. You can get their fucking asses right now and get them because there's no more amateurism. There won't be no more amateurism now because of this whole fucking thing. So, just telling you. <clears throat> um... Hashtag we want to play. Took over for hashtag fucking get up, get, meet our demands, huh? Fuck. Um, I'm just telling you. Kids change their mind like a baby changes diapers. But we want to give them all these options. Let them dictate salaries. Beg them not to transfer. Suck their dick and to not miss practice. Get the fuck out of here, man. Further proof how bad this enabling has truly altered the minds of these young folks. And unless we crack the whip again and get our young generations back in line, which includes such thing as no more enabling, stop the transferring, stop the allowing of disrespect in the classroom, parents, like I said, they got to come home to you, crack the fucking whip. I wasn't going to be able to talk back to a teacher or a coach and come home to my dad or mom and not get my ass whooped like a grown man. Just being honest. Now you're too scared to whip your son even because you might go to jail. That's how fucking soft we are as a society, just so we're clear. Starts at the top. Shit rolls downhill. Pressure burst pipes. I can go on and on. Start investing in your kid, though. If you start investing in them, coach, parent, and have a relationship with them, you may know what's going on. They may respect you enough not to throw an eraser at a teacher, not to talk back to an assistant coach who might be a young slapdick who don't know shit. He still respects that coach because of you. I didn't have kids talk back to my slapdick assistants because of who I was. Number one, I recruited most of everybody. Number two, they knew that I wasn't going to have it and I was going to take care of those kids at the end of the day. 
and they know they needed me. I didn't fucking need them. That's the difference, coaches. You need to make sure they understand they need you. You're not putting enough fear of God in these kids, not in a bad way, but in a way that says, you know what? I'll tell every D1 school in here that comes in here. I hate to salt and hate you, hate on you, but I'm going to tell everyone that you're just bitching about hard work and you want to transfer to the next school. And then I'm going to call that coach you're transferring to, and I'm going to tell him this is the real deal. But coaches aren't communicating enough because you guys are worried about a dick measuring contest and you're pissed that he's transferring on you. It will stop if coaches start communicating with other coaches, especially even if the kid leaves your program and goes to his. Now, if that coach is trying to recruit your kid from your campus, then fuck him. It's on and cracking, right? No doubt. I understand that. And that coach is a bitch and he deserves to fucking have his ass beat, right? Because nobody in the bylaws are doing nothing about it because they can't prove he's trying to tamper with your kid and all that. I get all that shit, right? But listen to this. I never lost one kid, never lost one kid in high school, college, anywhere and who wanted to leave my program. Never. So let's make no mistake about it. If the kid wants to be there, he'll stay. That is your responsibility, coach. I never had a kid leave me. Just calling it what it is. Um, but, hey, fuck, man. You're begging kids to show up to practice. Crack the whip, man. No one's bigger than the team, being honest with you. Um, we're creating too many soft asses, and that creates some hard heads, man. So, one second, man. Let me let my fucking dog out. All right, so, you know, Stogie's a motherfucker, man. I had to let him out. Um, so I'm just telling you, you got to crack the whip, man, period. All right, so let me ask you this. These three conferences, Big 12, SEC, ACC, chose to stay, all right? They chose to stay in this thing and want to continue to play, all right? So saying that, like, what is the hardship? Because the NCAA, non-caring assholes of America, are literally granting every hardship right now. Every one of them. So, what is the hardship going to be if a kid wants to transfer? Because if a kid wants to leave UCLA and go to Alabama, it should be a hardship, right? Pac-12 can't play. And the SEC is allowed to? Number one, is there something ironic here or, or something funny? Winners find a way. Losers make excuses. The two conferences that bowed out not, have not won a BCS fucking game besides Ohio State. And they haven't won a national championship besides, besides Ohio State. And I think it's been how long? Fucking nine years? So who gives a fuck anyway? SC's horrible. UCLA's horrible. Oregon's average. I mean, who gives a fuck anyway? Now, ultimately, you want all the teams in a, in a playoff situation in the BCS, but there's probably not even any teams besides Ohio State going to make that deal. 
Penn State ain't going to make it. Michigan ain't going to make it. They'll be good. They'll be 9-2. and two. They're not going to make it. So, Ohio State's your only shot out of there. Pac-12 has no one. Oregon, maybe. So, you know, I don't know. Um, I'm just saying. But are they going to get granted hardships? So now that's going to fuck with everybody's scholarship numbers. That's going to fuck with everybody. I don't know. There's so much to talk about right now. So if a kid wants to leave Ohio State and go to Alabama or Tennessee, et cetera, is it going to be allowed? And then is that going to fuck with eligibility issues, transfer uh, scholarship numbers going forward? If we do get back on track as a society and in life and the world starts over and I don't know. Um, who knows, man? So the NCAA will suspend you, put you on probation for eating a fucking slice of pizza that a booster gave you, right? Like, but it's nowhere to be found during this whole fucking pandemic. It, it, that's the disturbing part of this thing. That's why they're the non-caring assholes of America, man. It disturbs me that they have no commissioner, which I've been saying is needed. You know, college football needs a fucking commissioner. Let's just be honest. And there's no uniformity. And it tells us it's about money, not the kids, not the lives, not the fans. Don't keep bullshitting us. The SEC and the ACC and the Big 12 is what? The th- besides the Big 10. Big 10, I think, is the richest conference, by the way. But because of Penn State, Ohio State, Michigan, filling up 110000 a weekend. Um, but besides that, you know, you're telling me that the SEC's medical staff is completely different than the Pac-12 and the Big Ten's medical staff. So those doctors never talked and said, because the SEC doctors came out yesterday and said, we, we don't see any problem. We see we can keep moving on. But the Pac-12 and the fucking Big Ten said, oh, no, we see now there's mitochondria issues with our hearts. There's, her, there's heart uh, um, issues that can happen. So you guys didn't get together. Again, further proof you need a commissioner. And put the doctors in one room from every conference and say, why do you say this and why do you say this? Because how the fuck is one doctor saying one thing and your doctor's not? And the two conferences cancel, three stay alive. Man, this shit is unbelievably, follow the money. Follow the money. And you fucking, it'll set you free. Just saying. I don't know. It's unbelievable. Um, so Scott Frost in Nebraska. Look, I don't know Scott very well. I know the staff pretty well. They come out and blatantly. Now, I've never seen this. They come out and basically go against their own conference and basically call their conference some fuck shit, fuck shit birds and say, we're not, we're so disappointed in you, Big Ten. For canceling, we're going to still seek opportunity to play. Then go play. Get the fuck out. Lose $100 million. Just so you know, Nebraska makes about $50 million a year just from being in the conference. It doesn't matter if you win, lose, or draw. I tried to tell some slap dick fucks that think that academics is the reason these schools stay open and not athletics. But I don't know if any math fucking class bringing in $50 million a year. Sorry. Even if you fail the class. That's like if you fail. No matter if you fail every test math teach, uh, class we're still getting $50 million. Nebraska can go 0-12, and, and still they got $50 million just be being in the Big Ten. But I don't know anything, so fuck. 
But I got slapdicks listening to my podcast who call, who DMs me and tells me that the NCAA shut down on a certain date. And I'm like, listen, they shut down the day after the fucking NBA did as a uniform. Baseball did. Everybody did because that was a government deal. NCAA tournament, March Madness, tried to string this shit on until March 17th when they finally said, all right, we can't do it because they took so much fucking heat because everybody knew they were out for the money and they didn't give a fuck about those kids. And they kept trying to string it on and hopefully that they could still play in a tournament situation in a bubble or whatever. But no, they didn't. They didn't shut down immediately on the on the 11th when the NBA did. Fuck stick. So anyway. um, But those are the haters we got in life, man. We got guys that listen to your shit, follow your social media, swing from your dick, but then want to talk shit about you like that's to me. I would never even follow you. I wouldn't watch you. That's like some weird shit, right? I mean, I can't say what I want to say, but that's some weird shit, right? You following me and watching another grown man. I mean, damn, my nuts must taste good, dog. Anyway, um, but Scott Frost in Nebraska's whole entire administration comes out and basically just talks shit about their, their own conference. This team has not wanted fucking anything in how long? Nebraska hasn't been relevant for years, decade, right? You're only, you're brand new in this conference. The conference had already played 115 seasons before you entered the conference, Nebraska. You've been in the conference nine years, eight years, really. Nine would have been this year. And you're trying to dictate what the fuck you're going to do? Let you go. Big Ten, let Nebraska go and go be independent like Notre Dame and look for games. Let's see you go. And then you're going to beg to come back to the Big Ten because you lose all that fucking money and you're going to be pissed off. But you want to play one season that may be shut down anyway because of a pandemic? Man, you guys are crazy. That's weird. That's crazy to me. So coaches can sound off and go against the conference. But if I say something on a fucking Netflix series, I'm the devil. That's just crazy to me. That's how it is, man. That's how this shit works. But that's what it is. Further proof that Major League Baseball players are fuck sticks, shit birds, slap dicks, cowardly puss bitches, prima donna fucks. This Clevenger cat from the Cleveland Indians, he goes out in Chicago during the game uh, at night, goes out with his cousins or whatever, and they got to quarantine him. They don't even let him fly back on the fl- same flight with them to Cleveland. And I'm glad one of his for- his fellow pitchers came out today and was talking shit. Like, you say you're a grown man, you could do what you want. That just sounds like you sound like a kid, Clevenger. You long-haired fuck. You sound like one of the players that I coach. I'm a grown ass man. Shit. No, you're not. You ain't even busted a grape yet. You're a grown ass man. Then you would have fucking protected your teammates and allowed America to continue watching your shitty sport of baseball this year and you wouldn't have put everything at risk like you fucking did, you prima donna fuck. You're the same one that wanted to hold out because you weren't getting enough money and start the league. Commissioner of baseball, cut the motherfucker, man. Cut his bitch ass. Like, it don't make no sense to me. The whole t- the whole Cardinal team's doing it. Cut the whole team. Fuck it. Cancel the screw. You're done. Cardinals, you're not allowed to play no more this year. They suspended a baseball. Houston Astros, they must be like the shitbird. 
their whole staff talks shit to the players. Like, they're not representing anything. You know what I mean? Like, I talk shit to my players, but it's a different deal. I don't talk shit to the opponent's players besides maybe a little fucking around with them on the sideline to a DB or something, talking about he can't cover my kid or something. Exactly, uh, Cowboys. People still watching baseball? Fuck, I don't, I don't watch it, but I'm just saying. But this motherfucker goes out in Chicago and basically puts everything at risk just so he can go chase some pussy or do whatever he does. I don't know. It's unbelievable, man. There's a bunch of that going on, though. That's what happens if you can't bubble shit. If you, you can't bubble baseball, you can't bubble football. So how are you going to play it? I don't know. I think baseball's just stringing this thing out, man. They're going to end up having like two teams in this motherfucker. They're talking about bubbling the playoffs. Four teams, you could probably bubble, but still, it's like, it's, you might not even have four fucking teams left. I don't know. That's crazy to me. Um, I don't know, man. There's some prima donna fucks, man. I would, so listen, let me get, let me be honest and real with you about this. So a motherfucker works at Walmart. He comes late a couple times. You're going to get fired, right? Why is this any different? And and he gets fired with no severance, no pay. The worker at Walmart, the 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 blue the blue collar fucking hard hat and work boot worker out there that's fucking feeding you every day at Walmart or at the Kroger's or whatever. The ones that are fucking um, putting your fucking groceries in a bag. And risking their life making $10 an hour every day. But your bitch ass can't even fucking abide by some simple rules. And fucking. uh, And fucking. Do what you're supposed to do. That's what you're telling me. Unbelievable to me man. The enabled fucking. Bitchness that we've created as society man. And we've created it. Parents and coaches. We created it. Coaches so you know. I told you I was going to tell you what I used to do. Maybe this will help you with parents, all right? This is going back to the helicopter parent. This may help you guys. Bring the single mother or the father or both parents, if they have the luxury of being both parents, bring the parent and the co and the mom, uh, or I'm sorry, the parents, bring them in. So whatever you do, if you're teaching high school, coaching high school, you play Friday night and you have your staff meeting Saturday or whatever. See, I used to work both days in, in, in high school. So, yeah. I'm sorry, you know, that's what coaches do. So we Saturday we came in and uh, we broke down Friday's game. We graded it. We gave out awards and all that. And then Sunday we came in and broke down new opponent and schemed and spent all day. And I fed the staff. We stayed all day. This is, I did the same shit I do in college. So it's no different. So, and I had a great support staff, and even at the high school level that make no money, man. So um, appreciate all those guys. But just so you know, that's what it is. It's a results-oriented fucking business, man. Don't, don't part-time, part-time me. Don't half-ass, half-ass me. So, because I'm going to demand a lot. So, what I used to do is, I would fucking bring the parents in on Sundays and have it on the big screen in the theater. I'd have the game up. And I'd have the fucking helicopter parent. I'd tell any parent who wants to come, come watch your, come watch the game Sunday. I'd have a fucking pancake. I'd do it like a fundraiser too. I'd put pancakes and shit in there and coffee. Come in, sit down. I will spend two hours with you, and we will watch the game. And if you tell me 
that there's something on that film that shows up because the eye in the sky don't lie. And every day is an interview. If something's different on the film, then I'll fucking play your son if you say that he deserves more time. But if I show you him getting fucking mollywopped and his ass getting drug around like a fucking little bitch and getting ran to the fucking other side of the gate and you see it, shut the fuck up and get out of my office and leave my fucking pancake syrup behind. Because that's what the fuck you need to do to these parents. You have to show them that their son is shitty. And so what I would do, I'd only show an hour of the game film, but the other hour I would show practice from the whole entire week leading up to that game and why he did not play. Here's practice of your son. Highlight his ass. Boom. See this? Look at that great effort. Motherfucker just ran by him and he stopped and walked off to pull up, pull his helmet off and walk off the field, sucking his teeth like a bitch. Look at your son do that. You think I'm going to play that motherfucker? Oh, you don't see him on Tuesday's practice because he wasn't there, motherfucker. But you know, right? Mom, dad, you knew that, right? Oh, you didn't know? Damn, you're invested in your fucking kid. Did you know that he also missed fucking study hall and he missed 6 a.m. weights this morning? But he wants to play and you're fucking advocating for him. You enabling fucks. And coach, you should be castrated for even fucking playing the kid at all or even suiting his ass up on the sideline. He would have been in the stands or not even on the premises fucking with me. You only practice, you only have four, three, three real prep days in high school. If you miss one of those, to me, it's, you're done. You don't play. There is no, oh, you miss one practice, it's a half. You miss two, it's a three quarter. No, motherfucker. You missed a week. Can I not show up for my job and fucking expect to fucking get paid? Man, it's unbelievable, man, that shit we allow. You're either coaching it, you're allowing it. Um, I don't know, man. We, we, we treat these enabled fucks different, man. It's just crazy to me. We allow too much. We have allowed too much. We've created monsters, and we ain't fixing it. We need to fix it. Crack the whip. Let me answer some YouTube questions, man. Um, parents should be able to make a CFLPA just like the NFLPA. Seeing student athletes wouldn't know or understand their rights or opportunities for change. NFL players get that from their peers. See, I don't know if I agree, man. Parents should not even be involved with college football, not with their kids. You don't want to put a kid's fucking parent on some type of college NCAA board, number one. Number two, the NFL, you can't even compare the two because one's a paying entity um, that makes, you know, arguably the single most watched event of this, of each year is the Super Bowl. They make they bring in billions of dollars, uh, just similar to the NCAA. But the difference is those kid, those players can actually sign a release waiver because they make money. NCAA players do not make money. They can't even sign a waiver. But then they want to start up this movement. But then when they can't, they, 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 they threaten to shut it down, they hashtag we want to play. Not we want justice or not we want, diff- we want change. You know, that was the first thing. So I don't know. It's just one of those deals. Um, best high school player I've ever coached Fitzmagic? Uh, shit, man. I don't know. I've had some 
<laughs> I've had some great ones, man. Um, probably a kid named AJ Tolbert. I ended up having him in JUCO as well. Um, six five receiver ran like four three nine and had a forty two inch vertical. He uh, he dunked on Dwight Howard in the McDonald's All American game actually. Um, Compton kid. Um, Great human being as well. Came from a fucking shithole family life. Um, but what a freaking nature. He played for me in JUCO and then had no clock because he was an older kid. Went out to NAI school. But, uh, yeah, he was a freak. Would you move a kid to another state such as Iowa who is currently having high school football? I would not. Um, the reason is I didn't have money. So I don't, I don't have money like that to just move my kid, number one. Number two... Um, and you're asking just me. Number two, who says the season doesn't shut down anyway? And number three, why would I send my California kid who's used to playing the best talent in the country to Iowa where it's going to look like fucking paint drying on the wall and he goes out and dominates and then what? Uh, you know, there's a reason Iowa, Kansas, Nebraska, Idaho, Montana, Wyoming are the least recruited states in America, just so you understand. Because they don't play year-round football like Georgia, Florida, California, Texas, Carolinas. They don't play football year-round. They don't have football training year-round. They don't do all the bullshit seven-on-seven year-round. So high school coaches, I mean, college coaches don't even recruit those states, to be honest. Not very much. So you'll get a little Kansas City recruitment. They'll go to, like, northern Iowa and fucking... North Dakota, South Dakotas, they'll recruit down there. You know, you'll get those type of schools uh, in Kansas City areas, maybe a little Wichita, Kansas. I mean, they'll find them. If there's a player, there's a player. Barry Sanders is from Kansas. I mean, fuck, there's a lot of players. You know, uh, there's a lot of guys from different areas. But um, to be honest, you know, I wouldn't do it because this shit can end like this, and then what? You fucked your son moving him out there. Um, I would just get him ready mentally. Um, and I'm a coach though. So see, it's different for me. Now, if there's a guy that don't know what he's doing and his son has a talent, um, I don't know, maybe, you know, Justin Fields, if this thing don't happen, he ain't going to play in fucking spring. Right. I, I would love for him to do it. I would love for him to play in the spring and show everybody that football college football experience is bigger than money for, let me enjoy my experience. But that ain't going to happen no more, man. That just don't happen. There's too much money thrown at him. And I understand it. You got no fucking, you got a shithole family you came from as far as uh, money-wise. They're broke. Um, and you need to support them. Then you go, you got to go chase the, the bag, right? But if you cannot do it like a Joe Burrow, he didn't need money, you know. Um, so he could afford it. His dad could afford it. So, you know, um there's just one it's just kind of that type of deal so um it's one of those deal man um herman yeah herman's a fuck slap man um is there a key position other than quarterback that you feel a team needs to win and why yes fucking kicker and punter those two motherfuckers right there um but to be honest, your quarterback needs to be the best fucking, he has to be the difference maker. And I, and I, my second player always is a D tackle. D tackle can totally change the game up without any pressure. You don't even have to do anything in the back row. 
uh, but play coverage if you have a dominant D-tackle D-lineman. A shade and a three technique will go a long way without having to bring pressure. That changes a defensive coordinator's whole life. So, And then a left tackle would be my third. So that's kind of how it goes. Now, if I was an XFL coach last year, the first player I, recruit, I, I draft was a, would be a left tackle. The second player would have been a dominant D tackle. And then the third player would have been a quarterback. Because the XFL, you weren't going to get fucking Jameis Winston. You're not going to get a big-time quarterback in that league. So go get a quarterback that's decent and who's a hard-nosed kid who can win, which I had a few in mind I was going to bring in if I got a job there. Um, but... I was going to protect the average kid with the best left tackle. And that was my pitch when I had an interview. So it was a different deal. Um, and I thought it went well. But anyway, and then there's whole, all this bullshit came out. And then obviously um, I was over with with that job. So um, just telling you some truths that you might not know. But I don't know. Um, see what happens, man. Um A&M did, A&M did kill the conference. I, there's a lot of conferences that changed, though, man. It's all money. Follow the money, man. A&M should have never left. Fucking, you know, you got fucking Maryland in the guy, or West Virginia in the Big 12. Like, you got all these fucked up. Like, look at the travel. You're traveling from fucking Oklahoma to West Virginia. It's just, it's all fucked up. It's all fucked up. They were trying to put San Diego State in the Big East, fellas. Just so we're clear. Imagine that. So I got to go play in the Big East every year, a week. I got to travel from San Diego, California to Syracuse, New York, to Georgetown, to fucking Miami. Are you joking me? You're going to put us in the Big East in basketball? That shit, that was thought about. Just think about that. So you know it's about money. It ain't about the kids. It ain't about health. Don't give me this health shit. Because you're going to travel from San Diego to fucking New York and back in about a day and a half or two to play a game and tell me it's about health, that's hugely fucking impactful on a human body to fly that much that fast, play a game, get back, boom, go home, study for your final, take your test. Like, shut the fuck up, NCAA. Non-caring assholes of America haven't even said a fucking word during the pandemic and have put all the honus on the conferences to make hard decisions. And now everyone wants to bash the hard decision maker. Like, I don't, I'm not a Larry Scott guy at Pac 12. The Big Ten commissioner who came from the NFL, smart guy, he sounds like, but these guys are taking all the heat now because they had to make hard decisions that a fucking leader is supposed to make, but he has not made it. And he's making fucking millions, and he can't even come forth and state, make a statement. That's just like all the coaches that coach all these black kids and recruit them and tell them they're going to sell these pipe dreams to their parents. And then they haven't even can't even come out after George Floyd can't even make a real heartfelt sentiment, sentimental statement. They have to have a publicist write it and then takes a week to fucking uh, um, release it. Get the fuck out of here. If you can't release a statement drop of a dime right when something traumatic or dramatic or happens like that then you're not a real motherfucker. You don't need to be deserved to coach these kids who you recruit, who buy into your bullshit. Because a majority of those kids that you come in contact with and you get to come to your campus, you're not there long enough to see them through, A, or B, you take another job 
which you're still not there long enough, or C, you don't bring them back when they graduate to give them a job if they don't go to the NFL. Again, meat market, pieces of meat. Which ones do you think the kids are? Is what it is. We're in a fucked up world, fucked up year, and it's, any, it's, it's getting worse, man. NBA bubbles seem to have figured it out. Uh, they can't have their females. If they have a female who's like an IG model or one of these broads that just hit them up and they're fucking them, they can't come to the bubble. Uh, I guess a release statement came out today. You have to either have been with this woman for a certain amount of time, married to her, or engaged, or shown proof that you've been fucking for over six months. In, in layman's terms, that's what it is. But in the release that Adam Silver put out there is you have to have, you know, consensual sex for six months and da-da-da-da, whatever. Shut the fuck up. There's going to be so much pussy walking around this bubble. The bubble is going to burst like a no-name condom if you don't figure this shit out. You better put the kibosh on it, Adam Silver, or we're going to fucking lose the bubble too, and we won't have no sports, and we're going to sit here being fucking... Look like fucking Seattle on Suicide Watch every fucking week. Hey, figure it out. Hey, man, YouTube Live, I appreciate you guys tuning in. I'm going to launch this podcast here within the hour. It'll be up and running. And, uh, hey, man, follow me on YouTube. My whiskey is out. Shout out to Michael Collins, my main man, ESPN Caddy on social media. Uh, He's the golf analyst on ESPN. Um, And Matt Barry, ESPN anchor. And uh, Marcellus Wiley, Roy Williams, Travis Johnson, Walter Jones, Ken Hamlin. All you guys that have tried the whiskey and love it. I appreciate it. I know you guys bought more bottles. I'm glad you guys enjoy it. Um, CoachJBStore.com. You can grab a bottle. SlapDickCigars.com. You can get you a stick. They're, they're fire too. Go out there. Hope you guys enjoy. All my haters, suck a dick. Peace. Hope this ain't my last chance. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. Will I make it? Will I take it to the top? We gon' see. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. Will I make it? Will I take it to the top? We gon' see. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. Fight a guy, man. I'm just telling you.